I went through my whole entire college career thinking that credit cards were bad and I needed to stay away from them. And people were telling me that, of course, out of protection, but they didn't know how to use credit cards. So be very mindful of who you listen to. Get your advice from people who know what they're talking about. But just one year, one year, y'all, of using a credit card and my credit score has shot through the roof. Get your water and keep some wine. I should have had some wine. With exposure, execution, and consistency, there is nothing you can't do. Just keep planting. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode on the Responsible Homegirl podcast. I am Kiani, the Responsible Homegirl, and this is a space that I have created so young adults can become financially responsible and wealth conscious. And the way that I do that is by sharing amazing financial education and interviewing entrepreneurs who are building their wealth through business. So I know if you're watching on YouTube, you're probably looking like, girl, you're here like a hot mess. What are you doing? But I am actually about to twist my hair while we have a credit conversation. So a good while ago when I was teaching financial literacy classes um, at a middle school in Florence, South Carolina, I came up with a fill in the blank sheet um, essentially so I could break down credit to the point where a sixth, seventh, or eighth grader could understand credit. Sometimes we make credit such like this huge thing when it's really very serious, but also it's not that hard. So we're going to be having a credit conversation. So hopefully this video isn't very long because um, I don't want it to be very long, especially while I am twisting my hair and hopefully I can stay on task because baby, it can definitely be a struggle. But um, just to begin with our credit conversation, how would you feel if you loaned somebody $100, but they didn't pay it back? How would you feel? I want y'all to sit on that for a minute. How would you feel if you loaned somebody $100 and you didn't pay it back? Now, when I asked my middle schoolers this question, and I had a speaking engagement speaking engagement where I spoke to some high schoolers and I asked them the same exact question, like we went through the same activity. So while you're thinking about how you will feel, let me tell you what my students said. So majority of them said they would be mad, they would feel betrayed, they wouldn't trust them, they wouldn't loan them no more money. Like, they were just over it. They were over it. And I completely understand them. And it's not about the money, the $100. Like, yes, $100, if I loan it to you and I expect to get it back, like, give me my $100 back. But for me, it's more so about the principle. You said you were going to do something, so do what it is that you say you were going to do. So hopefully by now you have thought about how you would feel if you gave somebody $100 or you loaned somebody $100. They told you that they were going to pay it back, but they didn't. So that's the same thing with credit. That is the same exact thing with credit. It doesn't matter where you get the money from. It could be money off a credit card. It can be um, for your car, for your house. You are telling somebody that you are going to borrow money and it all might not come in a form of cash, but it may come in a form of something else like a car, a house, a credit card, like any of those things you are borrowing and you are saying to them like, okay, I'm getting this, but I'm gonna pay you back. 
And if you don't pay them back, guess what? They're going to feel away because you did not do what you said you were going to do. And on top of them feeling some type of way about it, they are going to tell their other friends that you don't keep their word. And when I say other friends, let's go ahead and talk about credit bureaus. So there are three major credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. So those three are the major credit bureaus. All of the places that you would like use credit from or get credit from, all of them don't report to the credit bureaus, but all three of them, but majority of them do report to all three. And like I say, if you do not pay them back, not only will they feel a way, but they're going to tell their other friends, AKA the credit bureaus. So credit is really all about building trust. Buy now, pay later. Get it now, pay later. It's all about building trust. Credit can get you what cash can't. So it's a lot of people out here who feel like credit isn't that important, but credit is so important because like I said before, credit can get you what cash can't. And not only that, you may have the cash, but if you can leverage somebody else's money and use your money for something else and pay the loan back over time, if it makes sense, why not do it? And every situation is different, so I'm not going to go into detail about what I just said, but just know that credit can get you what cash can. Your credit score. Your credit score is simply a number that shows how trustworthy you are. Point blank, period. Your credit score is simply a number that shows how trustworthy you are. So the higher your credit score, the most trustworthy you are, the more trustworthy you are. The lower your credit score, come on, it's not rocket science. The lower your credit score, the less trustworthy you are. Now, there are poor, average, good, and great credit scores. But the goal is to have at least a 750 credit score. The reason why I say have at least 750 um, credit score is because once you get to a 750, you basically get to enjoy the same perks as you would if you had an 800 or 850 credit score. So really your credit is viewed in different ranges. And those ranges, like I said, are poor, average, good, and great. So the goal that we should really be working towards is 750. Like yes, 800, being a part of the 800 club is great and it's a badge of honor. But once you get to that 750, baby, you get to enjoy the same perks, the same low interest rate, people calling your phone, people sending you all sorts of deals in the mail, just everything that comes with having that high trustworthiness. So you can start off with having no credit, bad credit, or good credit. Now, I love talking about this because I had to learn this the hard way. Like having no credit established is just like having poor credit. Crazy, but it's true. Having no credit established is just like having bad credit or poor credit. And the reason why is because there is nobody that can vouch for you. There is nobody that can say, oh, Kiani has borrowed this money from me before and she has paid it back. Nobody can vouch for you because it never happened. So that was my issue. When it was time for me to buy a car, I bought my car, mm, 
two, three years ago, I had got my phone bill in my own name. And here I am, just young, not knowing no better. I'm thinking like, okay, so since I've had my phone in my name for this whole past year and I've been paying my bill on time, I've been doing great, like I'm building my credit. T-Mobile is gonna report to the credit bureaus. Come to find out, they don't. So here goes Kiani trying to buy a whole car with no credit established. So what bank wants to give, I wanna say I was probably like 19 when I bought my car, maybe 19, 19, 20, something like that, when I bought my car. What bank wants to trust a 19 year old, a 19 year old with a car and no credit? No credit at all. So having no credit is just as bad as having bad credit, right? So in that situation, I had to use my older sister, thank God for her. She co-signed for me to get my car. Um, and honestly, I appreciate her so much for doing that because most of the time, nobody do not want to co-sign for nobody. And honestly, being a financial coach, I always tell people, do not co-sign nothing for nobody because they can stay with their mouth all day long. Like, oh, I'm gonna pay it back. I'm gonna pay my bills on time, blah, blah, blah. And don't do it. And then when they don't do it, you have to suffer the consequences because of it. So just save yourself that heartache, save yourself that argument, save yourself the potential of something going wrong by just avoiding it. So starting off with no credit basically means nothing is on your credit. You have never taken out a loan. You have like literally nothing on your credit report. Now, bad credit, you can start off with bad credit. Unfortunately, it's some parents out here that have gotten phone bills or cable bills or just crazy things in their kids' names and have not paid the bill on time and have basically messed up their kids' credit score. Make today your last day saying that you have money issues. You don't have money issues. You have management issues. This is exactly why I created my ebook called Lifestyle Budgeting. Lifestyle Budgeting is the perfect perfect resource for anyone who is tired of living paycheck to paycheck, tired of missing out on trips and going out to eat and doing different things that you love to do because the money isn't there. If you're tired of your savings account looking super duper sad, you don't have any discipline, you need the lifestyle budgeting ebook, okay? So make sure you click the link below in the description box to purchase your copy. Also, use the discount code EXECUTE. Use that discount code, you get 10% off. Make sure you purchase the ebook and let's get back to the episode. It's unfortunate, but it happens. And it happens like a lot. I know people personally who that has happened to. But I mean, anybody in their right mind knows that a two-year-old can't get a cable bill or a two-year-old can't sign for no phone bill. You can definitely dispute these things and look into like, why certain things are on your credit report or why you know they're on there and you didn't sign for it but that's one way that people can start off with bad credit now in addition to starting off with no credit and bad credit you can actually start off with good credit so this is one that i truly love because 
I love the parents that give their kids a head start. The parents, especially with the education, because not all parents know this. So you can help your kids out by allowing them to become an authorized user on your credit card. So once they turn 15, 16 years old, you can put them on your card as an authorized user. They do not have to have the card. They don't even have to have access to it. But as long as you have great credit, um, great credit habits, like you swipe your credit card, you pay off the balance, you keep your utilization under 30%, all of that good stuff, then they will benefit from it. And here you go, an 18-year-old child in the 700 Club because of something that their parents did for them. So not only does the good credit habits um, help them, but also the length. The credit lend. So if you had this credit card for two years, you put your child on as an authorized user and you continue doing the same old things that you were doing, basically just using your credit card the way that it was supposed to be used. When your child turns 18 and you had them on as an authorized user for two years, they have two years of great, consistent credit habits great consistent credit habits that credit length makes up a huge percent of how your credit score is calculated so for all of the parents listening even if you don't have a child that's 15 or 16 i'm saying 15 or 16 because i can't remember what age it is that a child has to be before you put them on but if you have a child in that age range definitely consider putting them on as an authorized user but only if you have good credit habits. Like if your utilization is above 30% and like you just don't have it, got it all the way together, don't give your child a headache. Don't give them that mess. Like, no, just wait until you get it together and then put them on it. But if you already know that you have that taken care of, consider putting them on as an authorized user. And if you don't have a child that that's, that is that age yet, then that's definitely something that you need to keep in mind as they get older because I mean they're gonna they're gonna grow to that age. So that's how you can start off with having poor, no credit, bad credit, or good credit. How do you build credit? How do you build credit? It's so simple, y'all. When you borrow money, pay it back. Period. When you borrow money, pay it back. We try to make it so difficult, but it's not. That's really all you have. That's like really all to it. Pay it back. You get a mortgage. Pay your mortgage. You borrowing two, three hundred thousand dollars for a home. Pay your mortgage. You put something on your credit card, four hundred dollars. Pay it back. You got a car that was $10,000, $20,000. You would now have a car payment. Pay it back. So that's all there is to it. Pay it back. How do you use a credit card the right way? Or let me go back. Pay it back and using your credit card the right way. So you have really two different types of credit. You have revolving credit and you have... Um, Oh, what's the name of it? Revolving, is it? 
installment credit. So when I say pay it back and use your credit card the right way, like I'm really talking about those two different types of credit. Installment credit is basically like me having that car outside and I'm paying the money back in installments. So every month I know for a fact my car payment is $280 and I have to pay that until my car is paid off, period, installment. Now revolving is like your credit card. So I have a Discover credit card with an $8,000 limit and I like, I spend what I spend, I pay off the balance, like it's always going to be the same amount, but it's revolving. I hope that makes sense. Like, I feel like I need to explain that better. So installment credit, you pay in payments. So like a layaway, paying payments. Now, revolving credit is something that you just like, think about, when I think about revolving, I think about just something circling around, circling, circling, circling around. Let's talk about credit cards. You have a limit. You're gonna spend a portion of that limit. Please don't spend the whole thing. But the thing is, you are going to use the credit card, pay it back. And no matter what, you still have that same limit. Use the credit card, pay it back, you still have that same limit. It's not like a car payment or a mortgage where that's like installments, okay? So I hope that makes sense. So those are the two main types of credit. So the way to build credit is when you borrow the money, you pay it back. Simple as that. Pay it back and use your credit card the right way. So Key, how do you use your credit card the right way? Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> So using your credit card the right way, for one, keep your utilization under 30%. Under 30%, no matter what. Keep your utilization under 30%. So let's say I have a credit card and the limit is $1,000. All I have to do is multiply 1,000 times 30% or 1,000 times 0.3, and that's gonna give me $300. So although I have a $1,000 credit limit, what I should be doing is acting like I only have $300. Why? Because it looks more favorable in the credit bureau's eyes. Like, yeah, Keanu got $1,000, but she doesn't need all of our money. She borrows a little bit and then she pays it back on time, period. So keep your utilization under 30% and pay off the balance in full every single month. Now, I know that there are some people out there that say like, oh, you should leave a little balance on your credit card, X, Y, Z. I just like, in my teaching, I just don't believe in that. And the reason why is because I'm sharing experiences that has worked for me. I was the person that started off with no credit established. Literally, credit score was in the 500s. The 500s. All I had going for myself was my sister that co-signed for me on my car and my credit card. And with me paying my car payment on time and me keeping my credit card utilization under 30% and paying off the balance in full every month, I went from the 500s to a 743. From the 500s to a 743. And there was nothing magical that I did. Literally, all I did was pay my car payment on time 
I kept my utilization on my credit card under 30% and I paid off the balance in full every month. So like I always tell y'all on this podcast, I am sharing education to sow seeds. My way is not the gospel, but I'm sharing things with you that I have experienced and I know for a fact that works. Like I'm not just Googling stuff to tell y'all. So I always say, pay off the balance in full every month. If you're listening to this and you have credit card debt, I would highly recommend that you aggressively pay it off. Aggressively pay it off. Because credit card debt has one of the highest interest rates ever. Literally ever. A lot of people, they talk trash about student loans. But if you have federal student loans, your interest rate may be between 1% and 2%. That is nothing compared to the interest rate that you have on your credit card. That is probably at least 20%. So make it make sense. Make it make sense. If you have credit card debt right now, I would aggressively pay it off. I know one thing that Discover does, it shows you how much money you will actually be paying over time if you only pay the minimum balance. So if you have Discover, go look at your statement, your um, like your credit statement, and they'll tell you like how much how much you have to pay if you only pay the minimum balance. If you have um, another type of credit card, just look for it or you can maybe like call somebody and ask. But only paying the minimum balance, y'all will literally have you always in debt. And I'm not exaggerating. So if you have credit card debt, aggressively pay it off. And then once you pay it off, like I say, adopt this mindset of using what you have in your bank account using the credit card, keeping under 30% utilization and paying off the balance in full every single month. And I promise you, you will see your credit score shoot through the roof, okay? So on to the next thing on my sheet. Utilization, when I say utilization, all that means is how much you use. That's it, how much you use. And I'm not sharing this stuff as an insult to anybody's intelligence. Like I told y'all, when I first started this video, I broke this thing all the way down for 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. So if we put like ourselves back in a child's place and we stop thinking so deeply about stuff, I promise you, we won't get overwhelmed by these things. We'll just realize how simple they are. So utilization is basically just how much you use. So when I say keep your utilization under 30%, keep how how much you use under 30%. And the way you calculate that is by multiplying what you have. So your credit limit, that can be 500, 1,000, 4,000, 8,000, 10,000, whatever you have on your credit card. And multiplying that by 0.3. So the best way to use your credit card is to only spend what you have in your bank account. Period. Only spend what you have in your bank account. This is not free money. I don't know why um, why some people think that, but I'm here to tell you right now, this is not free money. And I don't want you to have to suffer any consequences in the future because you think that the money in your credit card is free money and you can just pay it back on your own time and... Your utilization can be whatever you want it to be. Like, no. 
just imagine a few years from now when you want to purchase your own home. You don't want nobody telling you, oh, you can't do it right now because your credit isn't together. And I'm not saying that to bash anybody, but what I am saying is when you have the information, there's no reason why you can't do better. When it's time for you to purchase the house, you don't want to have to get ready. You want to be ready. And all of the decisions that we make right now in our 20s is going to determine how we will be able to move when we get in our 30s or even when we get in our later 20s. So just keep that in mind as you are making decisions. If you borrow money, pay it back on time. Because if you don't pay it back on time, you will be charged interest. Now, this is specifically for credit cards because I understand in some situations, you just can't avoid interest. Like a house or a car, if you don't have like the big bulk of money to just pay in cash, you can't avoid interest. But a credit card, you can definitely avoid interest. And the way you avoid interest is by paying off that balance in full every single month, just like I said. So avoid the interest. I do not want to pay y'all 24% for borrowing some money. Mm -mm, I'm good. I'm good on all of that. So if you <laughs> have looked at your credit card um, balance before, and you're like, dang, I thought it was this. And then it kind of like went up out of nowhere, but you know you ain't spent no more money. Baby, that's interest. If you look at your statements, they'll tell you exactly how much you'll be charged in interest. So pay off that balance in full every month. Pay your balance on time so that you can avoid interest. So I talked about how you can avoid paying interest. Okay. Um, oh, a myth that I want to dispel. A myth that I want to dispel. Credit cards are not bad. Credit cards are not bad. Credit cards are good. You just have to know how to use them for your benefit and not for your detriment. This episode was sponsored by Mainvest. Mainvest, oh my gosh, y'all. It is an app that I am completely in love with. And the reason why is because it allows you to invest in small businesses. Or should we say scaling businesses? Because I don't really like the idea of small because we're not putting... Nothing little, nothing small, anything like that in front of nothing that we're doing. But you get the clue. Businesses that are not as big as an Apple or as big as a Google or Amazon. Yes, you get to actually invest in these businesses. The thing is, though, when you invest in these businesses, you don't actually get equity in the business. It's almost like a loan to the business. So you'll get your money back plus interest. And you get to decide what small businesses that you actually want to invest in. So it is a great way to put your money in a place where you know for a fact you're going to get your money back plus interest. So please, if you are interested in making a difference within our local business community, make sure you check out Mainvest. And I already told y'all how to use a credit card. Literally two steps. Keep your utilization under 30%. And pay off the balance in full every month. That's it. That's literally it. Now, there are... <laughs> mm, I don't know if I want to get into that. Matter of fact, I am going to get into that. Especially for the people who may be a little bit more advanced on this. Um, watching this. Listening to this. Let me say that. Now, there have been times 
where I went over 30% on my credit card. However, dun, dun, dun. however, I pay it back before they report. Now, this is a way that you can kind of finesse your utilization. Pay it back before they report. So everybody has a different, um, they call it a statement date. So two things you have, a due date and a statement date. So a statement date is when they report to the credit bureaus. Now your due date is when you need to pay off your balance before you get charged interest. Now, some statement dates are before your due date. Some statement dates are after your due date. In my case with Discover, my statement date is after my due date. So if you want to use over 30%, make sure you, one, have the money in your bank account, but two, you pay it back before they report, okay? So that was just a little sidebar for the people who may be a bit more advanced, but if you are just beginning, just like how I was just beginning, um, when did I get my first credit card? I got my first credit card in 2020, I think. 2020, I got my first credit card? I think I did. I went I went through my whole entire college career thinking that credit cards were bad and I needed to stay away from them. And people were telling me that, of course, out of protection, but they didn't know how to use credit cards. So be very mindful of who you listen to. Get your advice from people who know what they're talking about. But just one year, one year, y'all, of using a credit card and my credit score has sh shot through the roof. Shot to the roof. One year of building great credit habits. And I went from having a $1,000 credit line. Then Discover was like, ooh, okay, we can trust you, sis. You ain't even got to ask for a boost. Then they gave me $4,000 $4, credit limit. They're like, okay, Kiki. You're doing good, girl. Then they boost me up one more time. I'm at $8,000. And I'm just waiting on them to go ahead and boost me up again. I'm just waiting on it. So I have not even had my credit card very long and I'm already reaping benefits, especially when it comes to a credit score. All in all, credit cards are really great. Do not be afraid of them. Um, don't let nobody tell you that they're bad. You got the education right here. So get you one use it if you have a job where you can pay it back you have income coming in definitely take advantage of credit cards because like i say they offer way more benefits than using a debit card um not only do you like i said you boost your credit score but you can earn cashback rewards you can earn travel points so many different benefits versus just using a debit card um, I'll always tell people to try their best to stay away from credit cards, not credit cards, try your best to stay away from store credit cards, because literally you can only spend that credit card at that store. If you go into like, I remember when we was in college and when we went to Forever 21, they will always be like, oh, do you want to open up a store credit card for 10% off? And yes, some people did it because, you know, they want that 10% off discount. But no, no, because I can only spend this card at Forever 21. 
if my order is, I mean, if my total is $100, y'all give me $10 off. Y'all done did an inquiry on my credit. Like, for what? No, don't do it. I really, y'all, I have something that you can use anywhere so you can get all the perks. And then, last but not least, your credit is just like building trust. It's just like building trust. So the higher your credit score, the better. The higher your credit score, the better. You borrow money, pay it back on time. That's it. Pay it back on time. If you have a credit card, keep the utilization under 30% and pay off the balance in full every single month. That is it. Now, in the future, I am going to have one of my good friends, Des. He is the owner of Supreme Financial Group, and they specialize in credit. So it's going to be a more deep and detailed conversation about credit and um, things that you can dispute and credit reports, just all sorts of different things. But I wanted to go over the basics, have a credit conversation about the basics. Because honestly, if you're just starting off and you're building that foundation, all you need is the basics. And even if you're repairing, you still need these good credit habits and stop making it like, you know, more difficult than what it is because it's really it's really not difficult. So I hope that you enjoyed this video. I hope that you gained some value from it, especially just learning about the basics of building credit and having this short credit conversation. The um, document that I was referring to while I was talking to y'all is like I said, a fill in the blank document that I created for my students. However, if you're interested in looking at it, printing it out, I will have it linked below in the description box just for you because I know some people are, you know, visual people like myself and you just like to have the stuff right there with you. So definitely download it if you're interested. And that is honestly all that I have for y'all. That's it, that's it, that's it. One last thing, y'all know what I always say, with exposure, execution and consistency there is a nothing you can't do not one thing there is not a thing you cannot do get exposed take action and be consistent so i hope you all enjoyed today's episode and i will see y'all next time bye